it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's up, guys? <laughs> we are, we're oh. back. So happy to be back. So happy to be back again. We got a big weekend coming for you guys. If you didn't hear in the last episode, we are going to be at the 2020, 2021 All-Star Game in Colorado. Uh, we got a partnership with the MLB, MLB Players, Inc. content. We're going to be recording the podcast. We're going to be interviewing some legends in the game. Very excited. So make sure you're tuning in. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to jump right into it first. I'm excited to be around the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. For... The Home Run Derby. Yes. Because this is, you've been to All-Star Weekend before. I have. 2017 in Miami. It is such a great time. Like, I would implore any baseball fan to at least get to one in their life and really kind of experience all of it. Because there's just, it. like, we've been to College World Series. I've yep. been to Little League World Series. Like, those baseball atmospheres are always, like, fun and cool. You're just around a bunch of baseball people who love the same stuff. Uh, but All-Star Weekend's different. It really is. Because, it's it, you know, it's the peak of the game and you see all the greatest guys and they're doing amazing stuff. And I think this year in particular, the Hormone Derby is going to be very special because you're in Colorado. The atmosphere is different. Balls are going to be traveling bars, very by bars, by the way. Yeah. The atmosphere is different. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I know yeah. what I said. No. Um, and I got to be honest with you. I think we're going to see a lot of 500 foot home runs. Ooh, wow. Well, so like <clears throat> the right now in the Derby, Mm-hmm. There are there's only one person who's like a league leader, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a bunch of really good home run hitters, yep. and you got a guy like Pete who has the chance to smash some big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, his swing hasn't been, you know, killing it the last eighteen months. Really, um, <laughs> he's still got power. He's still yep. a good guy, but he's not that fifty plus home run guy that he was his rookie year. Um, but he having him in the derby's big, but. I mean, listen, the 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 guy who this show talked about before anybody else, Shohei Otani, uh, Otani being in the home run derby to me is like so special. Mm-hmm. I just I, his whole season's been magical, but I feel like there's gonna be magic in his home run derby. Yeah. I feel like it's if I was writing this story, it would include him hitting like 64 home runs <laughs> in like every swing he takes as a home run. Like he literally is like, I've won, I've won by enough. I will stop now. Yeah. Like, and not like, Oh, you know, he just, he fizzled out. Like I feel like it's going to be whatever show high wants, show high gets. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite? I mean, I definitely would love to see Shohei win. I'm actually very interested to see how Gallo does. Like, if anybody who plays a show, like, Joey Gallo always has, like, that extra pop that I feel like they just, like, give it to him because he just hits nukes and pretty much that's it. Um, but, I, like I said before, I do think there's going to be a lot of 500-footers, and the reason being is, like, Shohei, longest home run of the season in real game, not in Colorado, was 470. So, Gallo, 462. Juan Soto, 462. Like, these guys are going to go in there and try to hit balls further than that. In Colorado, yeah. it's going to be frequent. I've seen a 500-foot home run at, with Judge in 2017 at the Home Run Derby, and that was impressive. So I, I'm looking forward to it. So I, I think I think uh, Giancarlo Stanton is the guy who's got the most power in baseball. Yeah. Like his, his, I think like of all like the hardest hit balls, like the 100 hardest hit balls, like mm-hmm. 35% of them are him. 
Yeah. Um, that dude hits and wallops. I feel like uh, Otani's got big barrel speed. Yeah. And that that's why, like, for me, the speed of how quick they get out matters in a home run derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much. And I feel like he can kind of just, you know, sit there and flip them. Um, and then that goes back to, like, uh, another Japanese player, Ichiro, mm-hmm. right, and how he would do it. And I just don't think – I think that you don't have to just try to hit 500-footers. No, that – absolutely, they're not going to try and hit the furthest home runs. They obviously want to hit the most. But I think a byproduct of that – is just some have, guys are just going to have gonna just nukes. Just mushed all over the place. Who so. do you think wins? Oh, who do I think wins? So the bracket, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, it's the first round is Shohei versus Juan Soto. Salvador Perez versus Alonso. Which I think if Soto is the last-ranked guy and mm-hmm. Shohei is the first-ranked guy, is, like, hugely suspect to me already. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- it might be uh, – is it a number of home runs? Is that, a, is that a factor in the ranking? It might have been. That would make sense if Shohei has the a- most. A thousand percent. I-, I just look at that and I go, man, I, I just feel like Soto's a yeah, bigger – Yeah, number of home runs. Okay. Soto's yeah. a bigger home run hitter than that. Like, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, that's a tough matchup for – the 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 number like he's going up against a dude who's just to me is a, is a baseball hitting freak. Mm-hmm. Now like there's variables that change seasons to seasons. Guys get hot, guys get this, they get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Soto to me is a guy who's just too talented. And if you put him in a box where they're just gonna tell you where the ball's gonna go, I feel like that man can just hammer shots. So that's tough. If you look at it, it looks like the left side of the bracket to me is like the death bracket, mm-hmm. and like whoever makes it out of the final of that side is gonna win. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree? Yeah, I could see that. I, I think just based on kind of what you're saying now, I know obviously like the number of home runs that they already have is the factor, but I would have liked to see him in the other corner of the bracket where like Matt Olson and Trey Mancini are. I think one of those guys could have been against Shohei. Yep. Um, and then you got Gallo and Story on that other side as well, and I think that's going to be a very good round yeah. also. Um, so you would you would say that you think that Gallo's coming out? I would say side? I would say Gallo probably comes out of it. I could also see Story. I I think they are both kind of that elite level. And yeah. Story. Maybe even more so because he just kind of, I don't know. Is he going to have that extra juice that because juice, of where that it home, is? The home juice maybe? I don't know. Um, I, could, I would like to see Otani Gallo at the end. I think that would probably be the like the, the best in my opinion, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Soto. Yeah, out. I feel like Otani Gallo would be like my my like dream scenario mm-hmm. in terms of I think that would just be the most entertaining. You'd see the biggest home runs probably. Um, My second would be that it would still be Gallo mm-hmm. and it would be Pete. Yeah. I'd love to see Pete defend the title. But, but even Pete's previous home run, like it felt like he kind of like lucked into it, for lack yeah, of a better term. Because he, he, he had to hit last after Vlad put on a crazy show. And he's like, I guess it, you definitely have the advantage going second because you just know what you need to get to. So yeah. you're a little more strategically, whereas you're hitting first in the finals. You just have to go until and you And what can. did you win your previous rounds by? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if, 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 Soto goes first, hits four home runs. Is Otani just going to come hit five? Mm-hmm. Right? And then you look at the flip side. Does Gallo have to hit 22 in his opening round mm-hmm. to beat Trevor Story yeah. to be able to get to the next round? There's absolutely that, a strategy you're, to you're, it. you're gassed out. Like it's, And that's that's the challenge, right? Like mm-hmm. On the flip side, Soto could come up and hit 30 home runs and set every record. Then Shohai has got to come out like, do I even want this anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's demoralizing. Like, you step up and you go, okay, listen, this dude just set the record for most home runs. I have to beat him. Even if I beat him, I got to do this again. 
I got, like, you got to do it two more times. You know, and I got, <laughs> I, I kind of want to enjoy All Star Weekend. Like, I don't want my my abs to be sore. Like, yeah. what's the? What, do you degrom this shit and go? You know, I'm yeah, just kind of excited. I'm just gonna do some stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm not fully here for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the home run derby the the best non game All Star event? Absolutely. Right. Yes. So like NBA's put in their skills competition. Uh, I really, really used to love the NFL on Pro Bowl. Like mm-hmm. the quarterback challenges were always cool. Yes, Seeing if the guys fun. could hit the moving targets mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that was fun. And then like when they had like the raw athleticism function. Mm-hmm. And my favorite as being a Buffalo Bills fan was uh, Brian Mormon, who was the Bills punter, was hyper athletic. Yeah. He's also like a huge meme video from the All-Star game. Because they did a fake punt during the All Star game, mm-hmm. I think, and he got like laid out by Sean Taylor, oh, um, and just completely obliterated. Oh, no. uh, but uh, <laughs> Brian Mormon won the athleticism contest, so like against wide receivers, against mm-hmm. everything, and he was the best. And like, it was just really cool because like he's a punter, mm-hmm. and then you'd see it like the Bills would always like he'd throw like touchdowns out of the punt formation, he'd run for first downs, and guys couldn't catch him because he ran like a four five. Mm-hmm. Like, he had no business being a punter, but he was like, yeah, I can I can kick the ball sixty yards. Yeah, um, that that was always fun, but the the home run derby just feels so special. Yes, right. It feels like the home run derby is more important than the all-star mm-hmm. game. I think it has, like you're saying, like the like the skill comps and other stuff at other like sports all-star weekends is like fun, but it's kind of secondary. I think the home run derby really is like its own all-encompassing yeah. event. That could It could be its own. They could pull it out of all-star weekend and put it on a different weekend and it would still have the same amount of hype, you know? I, and I agree. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that it's, I think the home run derby is a bigger deal for the weekend yeah. Than the game itself. Absolutely. Because even during the game, like everybody wants to win and like there's some stuff on the line for mm-hmm. it. But really at the end of the day, like winning a home run derby will be remembered. Yep. Like it's just more exciting. Like you can have an all star game. game won't. Yeah, you can have an all star game that's two nothing and it's not that exciting. Yeah. yeah, you saw the best guys play, but whatever. It yeah. wasn't that cool. The home run derby is absolutely going to be entertaining. You're going to see some crazy stuff. Like they have all the players on the sideline. It's, it's fun. Like there's it, nothing like it. So I'm giving, I'm, I want a grand ranking right now. Right. So we got home run derby is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two slam dunk contest. Yeah. Yep. Number three pun not intended, but now it is three point shooting contest. Mm hmm. Uh, for whatever hockey does, what does hockey do, Dennis? Uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, what's there's, there's a lot of different. What's things. hockey's main thing they do? Um, the whole event as a whole is kind of like hardest shot used to be a lot more fun when they had like the hardest shooting guys come, even if they're not all stars. Fastest skater, mm-hmm. they used to have like the fastest guys come. They don't do that anymore. They kind of just leave it as the all star show up to things. So the all star game's gone downhill but overall like as a hockey so then i'm so then i'm going fourth fourth position i'm going the nba skills contest yeah uh because sliding hockey (laughs) hockey just lost all respect for me um it just seems like they host a carnival Mm -hmm. in the middle of their all-star game yeah let's do a little bit of everything um that has very little context for everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, just super drunk the entire time that sounds about that sounds about hockey yeah yeah uh what would you do what do you what what thing do you think would be better for any of the sports? 
Like I saw somebody put up a great tweet and I loved the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's that in the NFL, you replace the all-star game, just replace it, like forget it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even matter. Um, replace the all-star game and have the two worst teams in the league play. And whoever wins gets the first overall pick. <laughs> how electric is that? Like, I can't tell you how much I wish that had. Like, the NBA. That'd be awesome. The NBA's killed it with, like, the, the play in contest, like, to get, like, some of the, the seeding and force teams to play who are kind of on the fence. And mm-hmm. that, I really like that. I'd love to see the NBA get to, like, their All Star weekend, chunk that, and replace it with a mini tournament. Mm hmm. With the teams who are currently out of the playoffs and like allow winning of the tournament to like secure one of the play in spots. Right? Like yeah. if you win the if you win the mid season tournament, you get one of the play in spots for the tournament for the, the playoffs. Yeah. Right? So regardless of how you've been doing up until that point, if your team had injuries, whatever else, like let's play this play in. The bottom, you know, whatever it is, the bottom fourteen teams. Those 14 teams play a tournament. Mm-hmm. The winner gets a spot in the playoffs, regardless, right? I, I like that NFL idea because like you could ha- you could theoretically have somebody who's going to be the second overall jump them and get that first overall right. pick, which would be like the Jets could have had Trevor Lawrence if that was a thing, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. And now it's not like you know, oh well, you played these guys, you guys were better at doing this, you know, mm-hmm. we lucked into a game, like we won the first game of the season, didn't win the rest of the year, mm-hmm. like. Where where are you at with everything? I think it just adds stakes to the game, and I think that's what everybody's trying to do with these events. Like you want to honor the guys who are great, mm-hmm. and you want to have a great time with all of them. Baseball, I feel like, has the best. I'd say than than basketball. Yeah. But like, if I was going to change stuff, like how would I change it? Because mm-hmm. MLB made it recent. It's not not that long ago that the All Star Game became who had home field advantage. Right. Right. Yep. So like that—that that was something they did to add a layer to what it was supposed to mean, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, how do any of the other sports get there? You know, how how do you make it worth more? Right. How do you in, like incentivize everybody to do it? Well, I think it has a lot to do with at the end of the day, like why the home run derbies may be better. Yes, there's the entertainment factor, but it's also like you're really putting on display like how incredibly talented these guys are athletically and i think that's kind of something like why the nfl maybe like if they did something where hey we're going to take the uh five strongest armed quarterback hey have like a distance throw contest and see like hey you get five throws do this like people would come to see josh allen versus pat mahomes the well i mean they've been trying they've been talking about that for i a know minute. but like that it hasn't be... come to fruition because patrick mahomes doesn't want to lose the title yeah i'm sure that's why <laughs> you know there's no Bills Josh, bias here at all. Josh Allen keeps saying, like, anytime you're ready, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, dude, let's set it up. And then just crickets. And like, I get you're worth $500 million. What do you really need to do? Mm-hmm. But, like, everybody knows the answer. Josh Allen's right, got a but people, arm. people would come down to see that. I'll, I'll pay money. I'll, I, will, I will pay at least $3. Yep. And, th- and that's why, like, I, that's why I think that. we put the, the dunk contest a second. Because you get that, like, the creativity and, like, the the jumps and all this different stuff that guys can do. And like, yeah, it's amazing. The, I think, you know what I think, uh, the reason why I think the home run derby kills it so much more than the dunk contest and why the dunk contest has faded while the, the home run derby has maintained it's, it's prestige mm. is y- your style doesn't matter. Right. Like in the NBA dunk contest, it's like every dunk's been done already. 
Right. So part of it has become the creativity of it. Yep. Right. So when when Dwight Howard was doing it, Dwight Howard wore a Superman thing and dunked on a twelve foot rim. Right. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, that's crazy." So like, uh, Nate Robinson heard that he was going to do it, and at the time, the Knicks had like a St. Patrick's Day green jersey, mm-hmm. so he wore it to be Kryptonite. And he then did a dunk, and he won the dunk contest. And it was more about the pageantry, right? And like all this other stuff that didn't have to do with like just a great dunk, home run contest. It's like, dudes just hit home runs. Like, yeah, I remember Josh Hamilton crushing home runs. It's amazing, right? Like, I like I remember these big moments where it's like, holy heck, Mm -hmm. how is this guy just continuing to hit home runs? And he lost. I know, I know, and and that's makes sense. He was absolutely gassed. Yeah. Well, like again, then that goes. How do we change the rules? How do we make yeah. it that more guys make it to places? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So, like, I the home run derby truly is like just this feat of singular, astonishing amazingness. Yeah, it has nothing. Don't don't try to be like super cute about it. Mm-hmm. Yes or no, and that's why it stands the test of time. It yeah. goes back to like simple things work, right? Right. Everybody you, else is trying to be like ooh complex. Yeah. Would you say like obviously we've talked about like MLB kind of like fumbling the bag with certain things every now and again. Would you say this is probably one of the only things that they constantly get right or have kept in like good standing with all the fans? I give them absolutely zero credit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that it's because what it is was already there. That yeah. They can't mess it up. Okay. Right, like they mm-hmm. they they don't have an ability to mess up the home run derby. Right. Really. It's it's really more on the players to keep it fun yep. and yeah, yep. and they do that. And I think that also kind of shows that hey, if you let the players kind of be themselves and do their thing, like you're gonna get a good product out yep. of it. So. And occasionally you'll get superstars who join. Mm-hmm. Right, like having show high in it. This is an opportunity. Like like you have a a, a chance for a legendary moment. Mm-hmm. My 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 sadness is. Is that like I'd love to even see Pete on the other side of the the docket, because Pete's a former winner, mm-hmm. and like a line out that we could get a great story, right? Right. The downside that we would get to is Otani could get to a thing where he hit, sees Pete in second, mm-hmm. and then maybe there's not a, a big battle in the final, and you're like, oh well, yeah. we, we're always looking for how do we create storylines, but right. I, I MLB to me just. They didn't have to touch it. They don't have to do anything about it. Mm. So it just creates greatness for them. And it's like a super easy thing for them to just be like, hey, we have this great event. Let's just host it, put it out there, and we sell tickets. We get fan engagement. Everybody's excited. Yeah. Um, and that's it. You know. And I think that in other leagues, they're trying to figure it out. Like the NBA dunk contest has changed the rules multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, The superstars don't want to do it because it's like, every dunk's been dunked like i i don't i don't have a dunk like i'm not a professional dunker and that's the other thing i think the the mlb doesn't have to worry about that the nba does there's dudes who are better dunkers than all the guys who dunk at the nba dunk contest right like you got that guy jordan like klingon however you want to say his name like with the green hair who dunks like that homie does way better dunks Mm -hmm. he's putting the ball behind his back like he's catching it off like kneeing it in the air off his feet double tap and then like dunking it like right. guys he's also like practicing a, those all day so all yeah. he does is dunk well, yeah so then that becomes my thing i watch his dunks and i watch his dunk t- contests with other guys who just practice dunking mm-hmm. and it it's better and then you watch the nba dunk contest and these guys are like trying to dunk and they don't practice it all the time they don't get this opportunity to do it so the product's not as good mm-hmm. there's no home run derby i'm gonna watch where a guy hits the ball harder than Shohei Otani. Yep. With a regular bat. Like, 
So I, there's nothing that can compete. There may with be it. some guys who could hit more home runs than Trey Mancini, yes. but at the end of the day, he's still at the peak of skill in the sport, and you're not going to see anything. And like that's it. my point. Like, there's no, nobody is putting on the show that you get at the home run derby. It's yep. impossible. Yep. There's other home run derbies, right? There's future game guys can do it. High school guys do it. Everybody can do home run derbies. None of them are this. Yep. Because it's truly the only time where the best who does it is doing it. And, like, there's nothing that's a skill function as much. It's raw physicality. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's why it stands up the test of time. And I think it's, it's it's so enthralling is because there's so much drama and so much history that happens. So I'm super stoked to be at my first one. Um, and hopefully it's going to be awesome. Meet show high. It's gonna, I, I really do think it's going to be one of those, like, legendary ones that we talk about for a while. Um, and, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about Shohei also. He just hit his 32nd home home run of the season, leading the league. That is a record for a Japanese-born player in a single season, and it is only July 7th, 8th? So, so 8th? he Hideki Matsui was a really great outfielder, and and his record's gone, and we're not even at the All-Star break. Yep. Like, Does he hit 50 this year? Who? Otani. Ooh, Otani hit 60. 60? Because, like... Like I, I'm, I'm right, right, right now. He's on, <laughs> right now. He's on pace for sixty. It, it's, 60. it's really not that preposterous. He, that you're actually he's on pace for either year. sixty or sixty-one. I can't remember. But the one thing I would say is, is that it seems like he was hitting a bunch. Like he had really nice power in the beginning of the year, but mm-hmm. like his 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 eye wasn't there. He was striking out more. He wasn't really walking. The batting average recently, he seems very locked in on where the plate is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like, I mean, he was at 26 home runs like 10 days ago. Yep. So in the last 10 days, he hit six home runs. If he were to match that pace in the back half of the year, like he's going to, he's going to hit 60. And like, I really hope he hits 61. Like just for me, Mm -hmm. because like, I want him to just smite Babe Ruth. Yeah, because at that point, like, how do we can do? Like, Babe Ruth has been this ghost again. Like, to me, there are ghosts of the game mm-hmm. that like we idolize, but we can't put into reference. And he's one of them. Michael Jordan's another one of them. Mm-hmm. Where you're the ghost of what you remember is better than the player was, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about how Babe Ruth hit 60 and was a great pitcher. Like, well, he was a pitcher first that hit sometimes. But, like, even in the year where he hit uh, 60 or where he pitched, mm-hmm. in the year where he pitched, he had, like, four, at this point in time where Otani's at, and Otani's got something like 90 Ks, he had, like, 14, and he had walked, like, 50, 60 guys. Mm-hmm. Like, he was good, but, like, nobody could hit. Like, you didn't have what you have today. Yep. Like you go back and you look at, like, the, the teams in, like, 1918, and you've got, like, 17-year-olds on the Yankees. Like, the roster's, like, 60 people deep mm-hmm. because, like, every dude in the area played because it wasn't that the thing that it is now. It right. wasn't the same, like, idea. The Like, that's like somebody looking at Babe back then and, like, looking at somebody in 18, like, 90 and saying that player was better than him. And it's like... There's more people doing it now than there were then. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, it's right now. Shohei Otani is doing something that we never thought we would see, and he's doing it better than the person that everybody has as the comp. Yep. 
And if he matches him as a home run hitter, Babe Ruth was not pitching any longer when he hit 60 home runs. Yep. If he hits 60 and he keeps an ERA in the threes, it's the, it is it is already, everybody's starting to pick up what we you and I have already said from before the season started. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest season in history. And he's going to be a $50 million a year player. And he might get better. Yep. And that's just crazy. Like, Shohei, like, uh, we, we've talked about him on this show every time we have it. We have mm-hmm. Shohei Watch. Yep. Right? We're, we're doing the Shohei Watch now. He's nuts. Absolutely insane. And I, I'm i honestly tired of the, the Babe comps because the game was so different. He was not athletically even remotely close to who Shohei is at a base level. Does Shohei lead the league in triples? I don't know. Wouldn't shock me. It's kind of like... The, the Angels games are really just like Shohei Otani breaks this record, but they lost 6-4. to four. Or, Well, this is the Mike Trout effect. This is <laughs> why know, I was excited for oh, Trout. Oh, hold on. I got, I got news yeah. for you while we're talking about Trout but, 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 but this is Breaking, breaking. I'm again, I, I think uh, our YouTube videos are suddenly recirculating onto different Trout and Otani things. Love it. Um, thanks for following us, guys. Subscribe. Appreciate it. Go to the um, YouTube channel, follow, uh, like, people subscribe. People are just dropping in like, like button. On, uh, on like the Otani video where we first were like, hey, it's another great season ever. You were right. The Angels should trade Trout if they're not going to be in the playoffs. You were right. Like so people are just slowly like, "Oh shoot, that's so facts." <laughs> you mean you mean you mean we've been ahead on everything this year? If you just yeah. listen to the ground screw, you can see the future. Yeah, we should just call this the future of baseball podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's currently leading the league in home runs and triples. It's absolutely insane. It's so insane. Like, this is this goes back to how many stolen bases does he have? Stolen bases, 12. <laughs> He's got four triples. Oh, my goodness. So he has 54 extra base hits. It's absurd. It's out absolutely. of his 81 total hits. Oh, this is going to be so much his fun. His slugging is currently at 700. <laughs> Slugging's at 700. What's his OPS? 1,064. He's oh coming up on God. 1,100. Um, the thing holding him back is he, he we talked about it in a, in a previous episode his hit tool is so good mm-hmm. that he swings sometimes at balls out of the zone mm-hmm. and he barrels them up so 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 much more than he should mm-hmm. but it's still not enough to generate the contact that it should be right let that one pass let it go come back later and again that goes back to why i think he's getting better mm-hmm. is recently he's found that yep. his walks are up substantially he's like three times as many walks as he had had in the same amount of games to start the year like his first half second half when you compare them home runs way up walks way up batting average way up like all of the numbers that are trending are trending up and he's walking into a world that's just like absolutely crazy and you know what and his pitching is getting better too and that's, I think yeah. I think both the things that he needs to like work on are strike zone related. He just needs to be in the zone a little more when he's on the bump, and he just has to have have more awareness of the strike zone when he's hitting. And he you definitely seeing that he is getting better at the plate with that. And his last start was great too. He had he kind of fumbled a little bit against the Yankees, um, but came back through seven great innings uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I love I, to see it. I have my I have my socks. I have my numbers here in the last. 28 days his batting average is 321 his own base percentage is 400 his slugging 
is 940. And his OPS is a 1340. So that's over a month of time. Mm -hmm. In that month of time, he hit 15 home runs. Even better is if you look over his last 14 days, he's got a 356 batting average, a 431 on base percentage. His slugging percentage, gentlemen, is 1,067. Just just slugging. Just <laughs> slugging. His OPS is 1498 in the last 14 days. Oh, my God. And in that time, he hit nine home runs. Guys, he's the MVP. Absolutely. What are the Angels doing? Like, do something to shake up this atrocity that you have. Like, you, you might even have to take a step back this year to take a step forward in the future by doing something. Right. And like the guy who I'd even look into, like moving in the offseason is Rendon. Mm -hmm. But like at this point, nobody's going to take him. The guy's hurt. He's on the injured list for the third time so this year. Much. It's so sad. Right. Like, yeah. And that's the thing that holds them back so much. But it's like he he is so good. Yep. But we've listen, the Angels have had an MVP multiple years and still did nothing. I don't think this year's done any, any different. We got the trade deadline is coming up. But can I don't you see have them doing two, anything? Like, and this, they're also but, so far back in the West. But this proves why baseball, like the analytics originally, were such a big thing for the athletics, and it's why so many teams use them, and it's why mm -hmm. it's such a big deal. Having the two best players in baseball on your team will not win you a championship. Yep. Tell me that in the NBA. If I had Kevin Durant and LeBron on the same team, and I put league average players at every other position. They would win the title. Health being what it is. They'd win the title. You tell me in the NFL that I have the best quarterback. And I have the best defensive end in the league. I might have enough to win with the rest of the team being mediocre. Mm -hmm. Baseball, it does not matter. Like, having league average at every position except for two, mm -hmm. your team is below average. Yep. I think it has a lot to do with just, like, the percentage of time that they're actually involved in each play. Like, the quarterback's right. involved in every single play. Defensive end's involved in every single play. LeBron's involved in every single play. Shohei Otani, or no, let's use Mike Trout as the example. Mike Trout could never catch a fly ball in the game and go one for three or one for four. And, and what impact did you have to winning? Nothing. You hit, you hit a single. Congratulations. that Nobody scored. Great, you did. You basically did nothing. So why are you investing so uh, such a high percentage of your assets into a single guy? That is the question everyone's asking. But I mean, that's that's why even more so Shohei has that 50, 50 mil value in and my opinion. That, and that, that that's what we're saying, right? Yes. Because he also pitches. Because it, it, it sounds preposterous, so but it's wildly not wildly unique. Yep. Because he's only a twenty million dollar pitcher, right? Mm -hmm. But he's very clearly at this point a $30 million hitter. Yep. So when you do that, you have to be like, I actually get the benefit. Like, I can bring up my number one prospect at $500,000 and let him struggle. Mm -hmm. Because I have one guy who plays two positions in Otani. Yeah. And I can get, I, I gain a 26th man and I can do whatever I want with that 26th person that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm hmm. Like, there's just so much that you can utilize by having Otani on your team. So I'm super excited to see. And, like, 
I I I sometimes I'm a little I'm a little like upset because like we were very like Otani centric mm-hmm. early in the in the in the year. Um, seeing how much everyone's like getting around on it, and they're like, yeah. it's not being covered enough. It's like you're right. It wasn't being covered enough before the season started. We all recognized how much these teams loved this guy and how much money was being put into him. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing the video of him hitting the ball out of the Tokyo Dome and like just absolutely shelling things. Like he's been better than everyone his whole life. Mm-hmm. He came to the MLB to show it. He got hurt. It, 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 it made everybody forget. Is he the comeback player of the year? gotta be right uh, yeah i mean like i know there's all these nice stories yeah. about guys coming back yeah. for all these different reasons i mean like, honestly it's probably gonna be trey mancini yes it like has it has to be but i get what you're saying and giving him the mvp in my opinion is just as yeah. good for what he's done so i i don't think he'll complain i don't think anybody will complain M- mvp and cy young he's no. got to turn it back up but. yeah he, yeah not definitely not cy young but um I do think, and this is a little fun fact that uh, Corey told me about, there hasn't been two pitchers Corey as... Corey baseball quotes. Corey baseball quotes, yes. Uh, there hasn't been two pitchers as MVPs since the 68 season, which we talked about in a previous episode. And I think we are very much en route to have two this year if DeGrom keeps up what he's been doing, which... And if you want to technically say that Otani's winning MVP as a pitcher. Yeah. Which you could. You could. You yeah. absolutely could. You absolutely could. Guys who pitched more than 100 innings in a season are going to win MVP on both sides. Yep. Yeah. Except DeGrom magically has all of a sudden found that he, he won't let up hits unless they're home runs. Yep. But I think I think in the second half of the season, because the majority of the first half, he'll come through the first, the first round through the order with mainly fastballs. I think second half he goes into more of a mix. And I think he also brings his curveball about a little more. And I think at that point, he destroys everybody. I think because, like, that's really what everybody goes out there and hunts because you're not going to hit a slider. It's almost impossible. I think second half he starts mixing a little more and then takes it to another level. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, again, he he's great. They need to figure out how to score runs in New York. Yeah. And have you know what? Offense. They are a comeback team, though. At the end of the day, they may only score four runs in the game, but they are winning the games. I don't. I don't want to hear that. I'm, I agree. The I agree. feel good story stuff yes. that works for a while and it's yep. fun and it's exciting, but that's not what wins World Series. And the reality is, is that if I if if any of the guys in the Mets lineup right now played to their normal batting average, mm-hmm. the Mets would be unheard of good. Yep. And we wouldn't be talking about these trades. Everything else. Carrasco is about to come back. Right. Syndergaard will be back in a month. Like JD Davis after the All Star break, we're getting some good, good like, additions. The Mets need to figure out why they are not hitting. Mm-hmm. What are they missing in their analytics department? What are they missing when they're doing stuff that is keeping them from doing it? Because they 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 look like they're keeping everything together with toothpicks, glue, and duct tape. And somehow we've been in first place for like a month and a half. <laughs> it's the ineptitude of the other teams in the yep. division. You know, I don't think it, it doesn't feel like they're now they have seven games against the pirates. Yes. In a row, in a row, you got three this weekend and then four after the all-star break. So you got, you got seven in a row against the same team. We need to be definitely, there has to, to be a, 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 a like five and two. Yeah. Run absolutely. here. Absolutely. Um, for me to feel confident about them coming up on the trade deadline. It, this is a this is a blessing, what these seven games are. You we, hope. Or I a hope, curse. Or a curse. But if 
everything goes even remotely right, that helps give us some cushion in the division. Maybe we figure out our offense. Some good things come should come out of this next week or so of baseball. I'm excited. I am so excited. I'm I'm hyped for the, my first All Star Game experience. It's going to be an amazing time. Yeah, we're going to do some killer stuff. I'm excited for the podcast to get a little bit of a level up, have some fun stuff happen. Mm-hmm. You guys are really going to love it. Again, for those who are you know still with us, listening to the episode, and those guys who are watching on YouTube, we're going to have our own custom built out studio at All Star Weekends. We're going to be doing some live interviews with guys. We're going to get some behind-the-scenes thing. We're going to walk through the city with a few guys as part of an overall content strategy for us. Uh, really, really, really exciting. We might get some surprise interviews, uh, and we're going to have a really cool opportunity to show you guys a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff of what happens at the Player House. Uh, for those who don't know, Player House is the player's uh, like celebration zone for everybody who's associated with the players. Uh, in a typical year, the players would be hanging out there in between games. The guys who want to come for All-Star Weekend hang out there. Uh, this year with COVID, a little different. Uh, so we are getting that opportunity to come and show what that player experience looks like. And I think it's going to be you know, the coolest thing you guys watch this summer. It's going to be some of the amazing content we put out and some stuff that might surprise even us. Yeah. So... We'll have to see you guys next time. We appreciate you listening. See ya. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>